The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. While Virginia students made gains in most topics this year, standardized test results remain below pre-pandemic levels. Results released by the Virginia Department of Education yesterday show 66% of students in all grades passed their math exams for the most recent school year. That's down by about 16% compared to before the COVID-19 pandemic shutdowns. State education officials say there is a strong connection between in-person learning and higher test scores. In a statement, Governor Glenn Youngkin said the results show that prolonged school shutdowns have, quote, undeniably exacerbated the learning loss experienced by Virginia students. NASA will soon launch the Artemis I rocket into space. It's the first step in sending Americans back to the moon for the first time since Apollo 50 years ago. NASA Langley Research Center in Hampton played a big role in many ways. Katherine Hafner from partner station WHRO reports. Pat Troutman's job title sounds a bit like what a kid might say they want to be when they grow up, space architect. Just like there are architects who plan cities or architects who design houses, my job is to design an architecture that enables humans to explore other destinations. Troutman has worked at NASA Langley for almost four decades. He's been working for years to map out the Artemis mission and make sure it can be achieved. He says it's always a challenge to balance priorities like ambition, time, money, and safety. It doesn't sound simple. It's leveraging what's been done in the past with an eye towards the future, knowing what needs to be done, and then working backwards from the future to pull that past experience to where it needs to go. Troutman says the mission benefits all humankind. Sometimes, somewhere, the sun's going to turn into a red giant and it's going to get hot here. So I look at exploration of the solar system and beyond as an insurance policy for all humanity. It's also important, he says, to respect the places we explore, just like we should with our planet. That was Katherine Hafner reporting. The State Board of Education delayed taking up new history and social science standards for K-12 students this week. As Ben Pavier reports, critics of the move say Governor Glenn Youngkin is attempting to whitewash Virginia history. The latest draft includes more of an emphasis on including historically marginalized groups. Some members of the public, like Marianne Burke, connected the delay to Youngkin's push to ban, quote, divisive content from the classroom. However, we maintain that all evidence-based history is not divisive if it is true. Jillian Baylow, Youngkin's superintendent of public instruction, told reporters there wouldn't be any censorship of black history. We have not had discussions about watering down or eliminating any of the African-American history. Five new board members appointed by Youngkin now have a majority on the board. They said they needed more time to review the 400-page document. The standards are used by schools to help prepare students for state standardized tests and are updated at least every seven years. Balo says the board could take a final vote on them in January. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The Virginia Employment Commission is still processing claims from the last two years. As the agency works to compensate those dealing with unemployment, it's finding more cases of identity theft. 
Nearly $1.6 million in federal and state dollars has been paid out to potentially fraudulent claims, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The commission is seeking to recover around $470 million. The prospect of a future casino in Richmond may rely on the city's representatives in the General Assembly. This week, a ballot question on a new casino was removed after a state budget amendment barred a redo vote for the 2022 election. Whether a casino referendum can still happen will depend much on the state legislature. Here's Richmond City Councilmember Kristen Nye, who backs the project. I'm hopeful that we can work with our state representatives over the next six months or so to really collaborate with them so they understand how what an impact this could have in our city in terms of revenue, in terms of jobs, and just the development of that area of our city. In the meantime, the state will study the impacts of a Petersburg location for the casino. GRTC has received more than $10 million in federal funds to replace some of its aging bus fleet. Transit company officials say 19 diesel buses will be swapped out with compressed natural gas buses, which release fewer emissions. The grant money, announced this week by Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, aims to make public transit more environmentally friendly. A new playground has opened in Richmond's Church Hill neighborhood. As Meg Schiffers reports, it's part of a larger effort to update school facilities in the city. Skylar Hayden is a third grader at Henry L. Marsh Elementary School. He says the school's new playground is a big upgrade. I've never seen a playground with this. This one is better compared to other playgrounds. The playground is a vast jungle of colorful monkey bars, plentiful slides. The spinning thing is fun too and a few modern merry-go-rounds. It was constructed as part of the city's project to build three new schools, including Henry Marsh, which was previously known as George Mason Elementary. The project was funded by a two-cent increase to the meals tax that was approved in 2018. Cheryl Burke, who represents the elementary school on Richmond School Board, says she knew the school's replacement was overdue when she toured it in 2017. My heart was broken. So when it came time to build what schools we're going to build, I pushed, I prayed, and here we are. The playground is open to the public when school is not in session. Meg Schifres, VPM News. The Metro Richmond Zoo has had a boom in cheetah cubs this year, with the most recent litter being born this month. Zoo officials say 19 cubs from six different litters have been born at the zoo so far. They were born at the zoo's Cheetah Conservation Center, which is dedicated to protecting the animal but isn't open to the public. Once the cubs are old enough, some are moved into the public viewing areas. Cheetahs are the most endangered big cat in Africa, with its wild population decreasing by 93% in the past 120 years. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.